The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank. This year, more than ever, we recognise the work of our educators. Nominations for the Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards are now open. Head to teachingawards.com.au to nominate a great educator today. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 30th of September. In your squeeze today, the world's coronavirus death toll crosses the million mark. A showdown at one of our major ports. The first presidential debate. And Swifty v Whitney. This is your squeeze today. There have been 33.4 million cases of COVID-19, Claire, across 188 countries. 23 million of those have recovered, but the death toll yesterday hit a grim milestone of at least 1 million deaths. As far as where the deaths have been, the US has the world's highest death toll, followed by Brazil and then India, where there have been 97,000 recorded deaths. India is where the worries really are. It's the epicentre of the virus right now. It's seen 6.2 million cases and it's fast catching up to America's 7.2 million cases. It's seeing about 90,000 new infections every day at the moment. Also, there are spikes in cases across Europe uh, and the US. The UK overnight recorded a record number of new daily cases since the pandemic began. So there's some concern there, particularly as they head into their winter season. As far as Australia goes, we've fared relatively well. We've had 882 deaths, 663 of those have been in aged care. Yeah, and 27,000 plus cases, uh, which when you compare to particularly those hotspots, we've done uh, very well. Scott Morrison yesterday said that that million death milestone is something no one would have wanted to have seen, but he did praise Australians for their resilience and for their efforts at keeping the coronavirus at bay. He's also looking at what some home quarantine measures might be for international travellers, particularly the those from safe countries that would see a disbandment of that hotel quarantine system. Also feeling a bit more optimistic about how things are going is the Western Australian Premier Mark McGowan. He yesterday announced an easing of quarantine arrangements for residents from New South Wales and Victoria, but that hard border still remains in place. Borders still closed, but you can self-isolate in a home in Western Australia if you travel there early next month. National Cabinet on Friday, I'm sure this will all be on the agenda. There's been an ongoing dispute at Port Botany Wharf, Clare, between the port operator Patrick Terminals and the unionised workforce. This one is headed to the Fair Work Commission this week, today in fact, and yesterday the Prime Minister weighed in. He didn't hold back. Yeah, Scott Morrison said that he wants to see movement there. He wants a deal to be done between Patrick and the Maritime Union. What they're having a dispute over is pay. Uh, The union had an initial pay rise claim of 6%, but it's brought that down to 2.5% until the coronavirus crisis is over. The union says it's made that deal with two other big port operators, but for some reason it can't with Patrick. Patrick has taken that to the Fair Work Commission, as you say, and it'll all unfold a bit further today. According to the port operator, because of games being played by the Maritime Union, it's three weeks behind when it comes to unloading container ships. That's holding up vital supplies and therefore costing the Australian economy. Labor leader Anthony Albanese was asked about this yesterday. He was far more circumspect 
subject than Scott Morrison saying there should be dialogue in the interests of both parties coming together rather than conflict. 11am this morning, it's on Claire, the first presidential debate of the campaign. Yeah, buckle up. It's an hour and a half of fun for political fans. It's six by 15 minute segments that they're carving that hour and a half debate into. It's going to cover things like uh, the track record of US President Donald Trump, the Republican candidate, uh, and of course, the Democratic challenger, Joe Biden. We get into COVID-19, what's happening with that US Supreme Court nomination, the economy, the integrity of the election, and also things across race and violence in the country. Uh, So just a few small things. It's going to be Packed. It's being hosted by Chris Wallace from Fox News. He's known as being tough on everyone. And if you tune into SBS, ABC or Channel 9, it'll be on. 11am, it'll be on. It's the first of a few debates. Next week is the first and only vice presidential debate. The week after that, there'll be another presidential debate. That's a town hall style format. And the final presidential debate happens on October 22, the same format as the one that's happening today. And then, of course, the election itself on the 3rd of November. To news just coming through as we put the podcast together, Claire, the leader of Kuwait, Sheikh Sabah al Ahmed al Sabah, has died at the age of 91. Sheikh Sabah was known as a peacemaker. He was the wise man of the Gulf region. He, of course, at top of that really oil-rich country's uh, politics for about 60 years or so. He was the foreign minister since 1963 and he became emir in 2006. Kuwait was invaded by Iraqi forces in 1990 and he spent a lot of time trying to build bridges who had backed Iraq in that conflict. Uh, to get stability across that region. Kuwait's Crown Prince, Sheikh Sabah's half-brother, has been named as the new emir. To a slightly quirky royal story, this one begins with Sir David Attenborough gifting Prince George a 23-million-year-old giant fossilised tooth clair, which he found whilst on holidays in Malta in the late 1960s. That happened on the weekend. Uh, Sir David was at Kensington Palace for a private viewing of his new documentary, which is called A Life on Our Planet. It's getting a bit of buzz at the moment. Uh, Malta, though, has put its hand up to say, uh, can we have our tooth back? Uh, and then quickly did a U-turn when critics pointed out that you could actually buy these great big shark teeth for less than 50 euros. So Prince George has gotten a dud gift. (laughs) Well, he looked pretty happy with himself. The pictures from the weekend, he looked really captivated and totally wowed by this thing. (laughs) I thought that was a bit rough that Prince George was getting a present and Charlotte and Louis were left out, but that was a whole other issue that hasn't come to pass, luckily. Not our problem. Not our problem, that one's (laughs) for Kate and Wills. Bit of weather chat around this week after the Weather Bureau announced a La Nina is officially underway. La Nina Claire means rain. It does. And the last time we saw it, La Nina was in the summers of 2010-11 and then 11-12. And you might remember when it comes to rain, there were those devastating floods that hit Brisbane and Ipswich and towns across southeast Queensland in January 2011. So that's the kind of rain it can bring. Experts, though, aren't expecting it to be that strong, but they're certainly expecting us to see above average rain this summer. Good news for our farmers. 
could be good news, particularly those who haven't had a lot of rain to date so far this year. Uh, Not so good for those who have had a bit of rain and have put crops in and they're looking to harvest in summer. They need dry conditions to get those crops off. So it's a tricky game, farming. It is too. Finally, we're heading today for a song lyric from either Whitney Houston or Taylor Swift, I think. The reason (laughs) being that Taylor Swift has toppled Whitney's record for the most cumulative weeks at number one on the Billboard 200 album charts by a woman. That's a big thing to do. Of course, there's a lot of really ardent Whitney fans who will be upset with that. But Taylor Swift's latest album, Folklore, which she's produced in these coronavirus times, has been a real hit. Yep. This week she hit 47 weeks total across all of her albums. So the the subject line, what have we got? Well, you're right. I've gone for Whitney and uh, I've taken a lyric from Queen of the Night, which is I've got the stuff that you want. I think that's what Donald Trump and Joe Biden will be telling American voters today. It is presidential debate day, but don't forget that it's also International Podcast Day, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Big shout out to everyone who tunes into the Squiz Today podcast every day. It's a special day today for podcasters. That's all from us. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesquiz.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.